I'm RJ Bell with the sports betting headlines for Friday. Baltimore loses as over a touchdown favorite. Miami wins, Miami covers. But this game tells you something about the AFC that most people are not discussing. Looking ahead to the weekend, COVID news, Denver, two and a half point favorite before, now down to one and a half. Could it be a COVID move? Or is it that Philadelphia has been taking money pretty much every week from the wise guys? Chubb out, Kamara out, and we've got the Vegas preview on every NFL game, plus best bets. Here comes a four-hour of the Vegas truth covering all that and more. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. 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 This is Straight out of Vegas. With the voice of Vegas, your host, R.J. Bell. The pregame show America has always wanted. From the Vegas Strip, here's R.J. Bell. You heard it, I'm R.J. Live on a Friday. It's a big Friday. It's a pick-palooza Friday live in Las Vegas. Live on 225 FSR stations. Cross is great, great nation. AJ Hoffman in studio. He's busying papers. It looks like a, it's almost like Kafka filing away. You get that reference? No. Sports bettors listen for the money. Disgusted. No, sports fans, I figured not. Sports fans listen to no more than their buddies. He's the man, he's not Kafka esque. But when he is, he doesn't mean to be. The fan who beats the man, A.J. Hoff. Thanks, R.J. Great to be here on a day where the Ravens get upset on Thursday Night Football. Alvin Kamara and Nick Chubb, Chubb both officially ruled out for Sunday. And Kyler Murray returns to practice, so he may be in on Sunday. What is the Vegas lead? Didn't I just hear Murray didn't practice? What are we hearing on Murray? Kyler Murray returned to practice today for he the returned. first time. He returned. Yeah. Wow. Game time decision. Good. I, I, you know what's funny? I'm listening to Mr. Dan Byer, and I'm hearing he didn't practice. Uh-oh. It shows you how – I mean, hold on. Let me make a quick phone call. <laughs> so you're saying either McKenzie's fake news or Dan Byer's fake news? No, I think they could both be fake news. Uh-oh. And they're saying the opposite thing. Think about that for a minute. We will start, though. On, but – I, listen, on a personal level, Mr. Dan Byer could not be fake. I can't imagine. He's, I mean, you don't have – his name isn't officially Mr. That's an honorific, they call it. Oh, really? Yeah. So, I mean, when you I've, do all that – yeah, You know, you know I, I'm hearing my name, and I don't want to interrupt this, but I just have to say, yeah, he did practice today. I only said he's a game-time decision for okay. the matchup against the Panthers. You know what that could have been? So now I know who the real fake news is. Me? R.J. Bell. <laughs> But here's the thing. Well, hold on. Everyone can quit laughing for just a second. <laughs> is what I'm saying is I didn't know. Fake news would have been me going, well, uh, blah, blah, blah. I'm saying, hey, did I hear that wrong? I'm real. And you know what? Real can never be fake, AJ. Fair enough. That's different for you. Dan, by the way, real quick, when you said you heard your name, was it Dan Byer or Mr. Dan Byer? <laughs> I heard both. Does, does the R and RJ stand for real? Is that what it stands for? Uh, you know, metaphorically, yes. Yes, not, I love it. On the I love it. Oh, I love it. All right, it. boys. Thanks, Dan. You rest up for the bottom of the hour, right? <laughs> you got it. <laughs> 
he wasn't sure should I come back at him there or not. We're starting Thursday night football. All right, RJ. The Miami Dolphins knock off the Ravens twenty-two to ten on Thursday night football. Fourth underdog of seven or more points to to win outright in the last three weeks. And there had been zero up to that point. I still keep thinking in my mind about this kind of a commercial, maybe. It could almost be like an old school Dan Patrick-esque ESPN commercial, SportsCenter, where you've got these gamblers sitting around, and they're dressed like gamblers. And then there's someone flipping a coin, but somehow they're thinking, oh no, it's not a, you know, it can't be a 50 50 flip. So someone flips like three times in a row heads. And they're going, I told you so. The first of every month, the heads come. And then someone else says, oh, I bet Tails is next because it never fails. And everyone's kind of debating <laughs> with, but it's all random. And all, all of this mind power, and maybe there's not a ton of it in this commercial, but all of it's trying to figure out what the pattern is. And you know what? There is no pattern most of the time. And if you know that, you're ahead of the game. Because everyone, because just think, if someone says, oh, it's been three straight heads, it's got to be tails, I'll lay you 120 that it's going to be tails. You just say, bat. And then someone else says, yeah. And then you just keep assuming the pattern isn't there. Now, there are big patterns, like Tampa Bay's better than the Jets, but boy, there are people who try to find patterns where there's not, and that's a great example. Oh, look, this NFL season, because of X, Y, and Z, no big favorites are getting beat. And then next week, all of a sudden, big favorites are getting beat like never, you know, it's almost a historic pace. Well, what's changed? Nothing has changed. I think that's message number one. Don't hunt for patterns that aren't there. You can hunt for them, but don't believe them until they're so obviously true. Be careful. In general, average people, average betters are finding patterns where they're not. They don't exist. And that is the biggest mistake they make as betters. Point one. Point two, who do we have any confidence in in the AFC? No one. Because we know, I always say, if God came down and told us, but you know what? I don't expect that ever to happen. And thus, we're never going to know for sure. We don't know if Tampa Bay was the best team last year. We know they won the games in which we uh, crowned the champion. But what happens if Kansas City didn't have those line injuries? What happens if blah, 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 right? You think about, I'm a big Steelers fan. Super Bowl fourteen. I was a young child. But I remember Steelers were losing, losing, losing. And all of a sudden, there was a third and like 15. Bradshaw completes over the middle. Stallworth catches it. Does a little, like... Shakes the guy off from touchdown. Pittsburgh ends up covering, by the way. The big number. They were laying nine. They won by 11. I was taking bets in like fifth grade. <laughs> but I was actually. But <laughs> I was the only time I think I was the bookie. But the the, the, re, the reality is I'm not sure that Vince Ferragamo and the Rams weren't the better team that day. You know what? History's forgotten Vince Ferragamo or even that the Rams. They know Steelers won four Super Bowls. And that's what's come away from it. All right, so we don't know for sure. We won't even know at the end of the year. There's a range of outcomes of every team. Has there ever been a year that we're more than halfway through that one of the conferences so so unclear in who is the best team? Would it be crazy that the Bills make the Super Bowl. No, if anything, they're the favorite right now, right? They're still the favorites. Would it be crazy that the Ravens make the Super Bowl? It would not be. And let's go down the list. Titans. Titans, for sure. Kansas City, for sure. 
I think there's teams that likely won't make the playoffs that could win this. That could the, make the Super Bowl. The Browns, the Patriots. I, I think the AFC is wide open. Yeah. Now the question is: Are the pay, do the Patriots have an upside? Because in a weird way, when you're predicting a Super Bowl participant, you're saying if someone gets hot, how hot can they get? That's a different conversation than what's the average performance. Of, I think the Patriots' average performance might actually be as good as anyone. But I don't think their highs are as high as a lot of these teams. Do you think the same thing about the Steelers? Isaac? Yes, for sure. Yeah. I don't. I don't think the Steel. I don't even think about the Steelers in the Super Bowl. So you're looking at the Chiefs as a team that has high upside. Yes, the I, Raiders I, would be a team with high upside. I'm not sure about that. Okay. I think they did at a certain point. I don't know. We'll see what Jackson does and if he's able to stay healthy. They gotta have someone take the top off the defense. And certainly the Browns are a team with high upside. Yes, but that you may. Let's double back just a second. Is if you told me that New England is better than Kansas City, that their average performance is better, I agree. If you tell me who would you rather have for the Super Bowl, like a, a ticket, free ticket, it's Kansas City and not even close. So that feels very contradictory. But the height of a team, the best they can play for any three-game period versus their average performance are two different things. And if you're picking Super Bowl participants and winners, it's about the height. What was your main takeaway in the game? My main takeaway was the Dolphins did a really incredible job defensively. You talked about them playing a lot of man yeah, And by the way, let's be clear. I don't know who what was worse, but my – Pick was bad on Lamar. And you know what? The, the way uh, rush yards over from yesterday. And you know what? If I would have been told what the scheme was and all the zero blitzes, I would have been like, I like it more. So I, there's no handicap in which I'm saying that's why this didn't happen. I don't, you know, I don't understand why I didn't. It's, there is randomness to all of this. I thought that was a good pick. And in hindsight, I still do, though I think there's something about what they were doing with that cover zero that I don't fully understand. And I think the Dolphins kind of thought what you thought, and they said, you know, we're going to stack the box then. We're going to make him throw into this instead of— Yeah, but of- in a weird way, if you're blitzing like they were a ton— it hurts the completions. It hurts the number of times they even try to pass in a way. But well, I, I, there's a bunch of different ways. That th- that's the thing. There's like different things moving at once. Blitz or not, can you get pressure without the blitz? And how many are in the box? And each of them by themselves have a certain reaction to how often a team's going to pass and how often the quarterback's going to run. But combined, they can get different. It, it can be weird. So I didn't exactly see your props number. How'd that do? Well, well over. So that was an easy one. Easy. So you're saying, it, it was it was going to be tight until well, late. No, no, that's great. No, it was going to be tight until late in the game, and then the Ravens had to just throw, when, throw, Because they were behind. That was If you knew they were behind, you would have loved the bet even more. sure. So, congratulations on that one. Um, I think the thing about the cover zero is, and this is something I never really thought about till today, is when a team is a big underdog, and Miami was a big underdog, over a touchdown. There's different ways to play a high-variance game. What does that mean? It means you want there to be extremes. If a score goes the way... If someone's a nine-point underdog and someone comes back from the game and you didn't see it and you say, how'd it go? Oh, about as expected. You're thinking that nine-point dog didn't do well at all, right? Because what's expected is them to get their butts kicked. Well, you want it to be, man. Now, if I bet the dog on the money line... I want the guy coming back from the game saying, whew, I've never seen nothing like that. Now I'm thinking, oh, I'm live. Now, maybe I lost by 70, but you know what? It's still just a loss. 
So I won high variance if I'm Miami. And you know ways to get high variance? Trick plays and stuff. And they had some of those. But also intrinsically zero blitzes, which is no, it's man-to-man and everyone else is coming. Also known as bringing the house. <laughs> it's a situation where that is high variance intrinsically. Here in pregame, we've been talking a lot about off off mic about EPA and the finding the biggest plays. And in this game, it felt like every big EPA play was for the Dolphins. And, and mm-hmm. there's the the fumble return touchdown, Justin Tucker missing a field goal. One that is going to be, it's not going to be talked about a lot, but the big play that got them down at the very end of the game where the Ravens needed a stop, needed a stop, they they ended up moving the ball from the 10 to the 11, giving the Dolphins room to get a first down at the 1, and they did get a first down at the 1. If that ball gets spotted at the 10 instead of the 11, they've got to kick a field goal. The Ravens or they get, go for it there. I, it's still a, a risky. Sure, yeah. but the Ravens would get the ball presumably with a chance to go down the field and, and have a chance to tie the game. So some big plays, none of them went for the Ravens. Yeah, so if you look at it, here's the the biggest EPA plays and the one in which Lamar Jackson short pass and it was a – so in the, oh, a fumble. Wow, okay, there's the play-by-play. And Howard brings it back. That was a, a, an eight-point swing based upon EPA. And then if you go with the idea of two has completed a, a deep pass, and uh, that was one that took him down to the 11 yard. Yeah, in the fourth quarter, boom, that was a 4.6. And you go down the list, like you said, a vast majority of the key biggest plays, the biggest impactful plays fell to Miami. And you know what? If you look at success rate, what is that? It's every play is graded, success or not. That's it. A or B. And... If you look at that over a season, the best success rates on a team for a team are usually going to be the best teams, almost to a man or to a team. But if you look at EPA, it is part of success rate. But if there's a play that's worth eight points, that's just counted as one successful play for Miami. This is counted as like 80 times a normal play, right? Really. And over the course of a season, and we talked about this this week, if you line up a team's success rate and you line up a team's EPA, whenever the EPA is different by a significant margin, it means that that team either got lucky or unlucky and it probably is going to regress. Miami has been the most unlucky team in the league, that their success rate has been higher than their EPA by the biggest margin. You would expect that to turn around, and it did here. Now, why didn't I like Miami yesterday? I thought everything else was to the advantage of Baltimore. The better team by over a touchdown on Thursday does really well historically, and which I didn't even mention yesterday, thankfully, because it might have caused more people to bet Baltimore, just didn't have time, was Baltimore's offense is very unique. So Steelers see it twice a year. When you're out of division on a short week against that offense, that is tough. Miami, hey, great job. So in general, I would say, to wrap my perspective on the game, and we'll get AJ's final words, Miami got lucky. Baltimore got unlucky. You play that game 100 times, even the way it was played, just don't have the random plays. I think Baltimore wins. But I think Miami's underrated and probably still are. So there was a lot of things happening at once. Miami underrated, Baltimore in a really good spot, Baltimore's success rate being higher. So per play, they were doing better, but Miami getting the big plays. 
You add it up, Miami wins. We have big questions about Baltimore. I've got one last thought, but I want to make that last. last The penultimate thought for the me. The penultimate Nathan. thought is the you saw what happened with Jacoby Brissett. He leaves with an injury. He's ready to come back out. Mm-hmm. They say, no, no, friend. Which makes you wonder why Tua wasn't in there to start with. They didn't have a third quarterback on the roster, yeah, but, so clearly. Yeah, but they could have. Listen, if he, was, if he had an ACL, he wasn't going to go out. Right. Right? So he was, and he played fairly well, right? He played better to, than Brissett. So, if you are able to go in the game and play better than the guy starting ahead of you, that means there was some discretion in the choice not to start Absolutely. you. And there's a message in that. My final thought here is, we've talked about how Baltimore is different passing the ball this year. And there's three possibilities, I think, of what could happen. One is really good, one is really bad, and we saw it last night, and one is in between. So up till now, it was Baltimore's a great running team prior to this season with Lamar, but a questionable passing team. And that's when they got behind, it was a problem. Okay. This year, they became a much better passing team. And that's still the case even if you look at these stats. So if you think for a minute, wow, imagine if they can run as well as they ever have, but when they fall behind, which happens sometimes, they can pass like they never could. That is a Super Bowl team. And that's a possibility. We haven't seen it yet. The final possibility is what we did see. The passing was a Fugazi. They got lucky. You know, Lamar's stats are better passing, but you know what? There's really no reason that they are. It's just kind of luck. And I'm not saying that's the case, but it could be the case. It could be that all the some of that passing really wasn't about new skill for Lamar. How do you know it's a Fugazi? It's a fake. Yeah, I know what a Fugazi is. And if that's a fugazi, as they say, and they can't run like they used to, this team's worse than they've ever been. So this is the question you got to ask about Baltimore. How good are they running? So far this year, it hasn't, it's been a little bit above average in the league, but not anywhere near where they've been historically. How good are they passing? Well, we got a little bit of data that says better than before, but boy, I don't trust a little bit of data. This team could be much worse than they've ever been. Agreed. All right. Let's come, take our first break, and when we come back, most popular segment of the week, we are going to go through every NFL game and give you one fact, Vegas style, that no one else, most aren't talking about, but if you're not knowledgeable about it, you're missing out. We like to call it one golden nugget on each game. I've never heard that before. You told me that. You taught me that. All all that more coming up next. He's RJ Bell. I'm AJ Hoffman. This is the pregame show you've always wanted right here on Fox Sports Radio. Be sure to catch live editions of Straight Out of Vegas weekdays at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. I'm RJ Bell. We are straight out of Vegas. And I'm AJ Hoffman. In just a minute, we're going to get to the biggest nugget takeaway that you need from each NFL game, our most popular segment of the entire week, my favorite segment of the entire week, I must say. When you went to the restroom and we're gone like for four minutes, were you like th- writing a speech? That w- like, Were you writing this intro? When I went to the Any- restroom? I was making that. Oh, okay. Oh, I mean, theater in the mind. Yes, I was. I was. I wrote that intro on the toilet. What are you talking about, Roger? <laughs> it's Mackenzie with the irritable bowels. That's not right. You. Not me. Okay. Well, you know what? We got so much, so many nuggets. I'm going to keep it simple. Hey, we're the fastest growing show. Hey, thank you. It's 80 degrees here in Vegas. Hey, check out the podcast on the weekend. All right. Is 
Chugging. All right, RJ, let's take a look at the game-by-game rundown. Let's start with the Indianapolis Colts, 10-point favorites at home against the Jacksonville Jags. The Colts' record is obviously deceiving. Jacksonville is off a big win. What we've seen historically is with Urban Meyer's teams, and again, small sample size, is we've seen they seem to be celebratory after they win. They came off that bye flat. Remember that Seattle game. Now they have another win. I question a little bit are the Colts demoralized by Tennessee beating the Rams. But maybe they've given up on the division. That's what Fezzik thought when I broached it to him on the podcast. Double digits are a lot, but what I can say for sure is when you bet an underdog that's a big underdog, a big chunk of your value is thinking the big favorite might be flat. I don't think the Colts can be flat here, and thus I don't like the dog, but I don't lay doubles. I, I agree. I think the Jags only scoring one touchdown in the last two weeks is enough to keep me off the Well, but well. remember, Trevor Lawrence is the savior. <laughs> Uh, maybe the new savior, Mac Jones and the New England Patriots, minus two and a half hosting the Cleveland Browns. A lot of people are going to think back to, hey, remember that Thursday game? The quarterback was out. The running back was out. But that guy stepped up. Running backs don't matter. Okay, maybe. But if there's anyone, and I was on Boston, the Sports Hub, which is a Fox affiliate this morning, and I told those guys, who is the, who preys upon the weak the best. Bill Belichick. Bill Belichick. He makes you play left-handed, even if you have a broken left hand. <laughs> Especially if you have a broken left hand. And to me, when you start taking away, I mean, my theory is he might have had a physic or a like a uh, which one of the orthopedic specialists explain to him when the shoulders hurt, what kind of throws is uh, Baker going to have trouble with? I mean, you think I'm kidding. I'm not. And I think that whenever you have a flawed thing about Belichick is he does well against everyone, but he does the most well against flawed quarterbacks. And by definition, rookies and second-year guys are flawed from inexperience. And you know what? Baker is flawed even beyond his limitations now physically. But you combine that with other players being out, I think the Patriots exploit it. I'm a buyer on Cleveland in general in this spot. New England. Dallas Cowboys coming off a humiliating loss, nine-point favorites at home against Atlanta. Dallas's defense is overrated. We talked about EPA versus success rate. Well, here we are. Dallas's success rate, not that great on defense. Their EPA is gr- pretty good. What's the difference? Big plays. What's the biggest play you can make on defense? Interceptions. Cowboys have had an inordinate number of interceptions. One and a number, a rate that is very unlikely to repeat itself. So that means Dallas's future performance will be worse than the past performance. And thus I want no interest with them as a big favor. Dallas's defense last five games, 25 points per game, all against bottom half of the league offenses. Buffalo minus 12 and a half also coming off an embarrassing loss. They are at the New York Jets. Now let's not forget the Bills against the Miami Dolphins, a team we talked about earlier, an underrated team right here on the show, straight out of Vegas with R.J. Bell and co-host, is, I mean, we just keep that empty in case we got to move it. Fair yeah. enough. But <laughs> we told you, hey, look at Miami and under in that Bills game. And I'm still complaining about it almost two weeks later, but you know what it tells you? It could have very easily, one extra play one way, and the Bills could have lost two in a row as double-digit favorites. And what would we be saying now? 
something different. So, yeah, if a team had an aberration, a fluky game, then you think, well, I, you know, I don't want to play against them the next week because they're going to be focused, right? right? It's not the underperformance or the lackadaisicalness of the favorite that you can count on when a team loses like Buffalo last week. But then you ask yourself, but they almost lost two weeks in a row. So is this that Buffalo is just way overrated? So if you want to bet against Buffalo, you can only do it because you think they're way overrated. But you can't do it because you think they're going to be flat because they're not going to be flat. I think they might be overrated. I'm passing. Tennessee Titans minus three hosting the New Orleans Saints. Now, when does Sean Payton's genius matter? And he's a genius on offense. And when does the reality of the limitations of this team matter? With Kamara out now, you got to think, okay, typically he's worth about a point. Is he worth maybe even two here? Now, again, I don't know if he's any running back's ever going to be worth two anymore. But Kamara's a receiver. I don't know. I just know this. I don't want to bet against maybe, in my opinion, the second-best coach in football. And I do believe that is Sean Payton. I put Andy Reid below that. But I can't bet on a team that has the one playmaker they have out with quarterbacks that you could make the case. Who's officially starting? Simeon, Trevor Simeon. Wasn't he out of the league for a year? I don't know about that. I mean, he I, was with Denver for a couple. Yeah. I mean, I think uh, the point he, he, I'm, he was, yeah, his his football references skips a year for that reason. <laughs> That's my point. The guy was selling used cars or something like that, or maybe just hanging out. Who knows? <laughs> he might have been playing. He might have been playing Madden. But the only football Learned he was the playbook. Play, the only football he was playing was Madden. Now he's starting. And wait a minute, Tennessee could be, by some people's assessment, the best team in the NFL. I don't think they are. But if you look at the last six weeks or five weeks and look at who's performed the best, they are. They've had the best performance. They proved last week, I think, maybe, that they don't need Henry to be good, though their offense wasn't very good last week. It's deceiving because of the score. But now they're only three, which means they're slightly better than New Orleans right now. This line is giving so much respect to New Orleans. I bet a lot of people are just chomping at the bit for Tennessee. I don't want to bet against one of the two geniuses in the game, so I won't. One last thing. Coming in, Tennessee was all about great offense. Can their defense be better than horrible? The defensive line, and Greg Cosell was talking about this on Colin yesterday, right here on FSR. You could make the case in the last month, the best defensive front in football has been Tennessee. So let's not forget, this isn't about anymore, is Tennessee horrible or bad on defense? That front's been playing exceptionally well. Is it sustainable? I don't know. But that's a change that no one expected with Tennessee. The Tampa Bay Bucks minus nine and a half at the Washington football team. You know, I'm choosing between this and one other pick for my best bet. Uh, you know something? We're still at three, right? Okay. Oh, I gave that as an early one. So I'm going to give this one as my best bet. So let's wait, and this will be in about ooh, 15 minutes. All right. Your Pittsburgh Steelers, minus eight, hosting the Detroit Lions. My third best bet, if there was a third one, would be Detroit. And the reason is pretty simple. 
Detroit has played exceptionally well when they haven't been f- overly fatigued. And when I say exceptionally well, I mean relative to expectation. Right? Lions good, we'll call it. Well, we'll call it <laughs> ATS good, right? But what's been deceiving is they've had some horrible ATS results against the spread results. And you know what? Typically, there's some handicappers that said, yeah, I know some people said it was like their Super Bowl against the Rams, but we're going to ignore that and we're going to bet them plus three against Minnesota, or I'm sorry, against Philadelphia. Nah. That wasn't a place to be because they were tied. You know what? Lions are off a bye. So this is their best spot of the year off a bye. Teams off a bye on the road are even better. Teams that are winless off the road are even better. You know what I'm going to do? I'm making this my best bet. I'm going to give the other game (laughs) in the last segment, but for the record – I've talked myself in. It's just too good. Because the winless off a of bye is amazing. Because the whole two weeks, they're hearing how bad they are. They're hearing that they're winless. They're putting z- people are getting paper mache zeros and putting it around their neck. Well, not really, but metaphorically again. <laughs> and, th- and these are professional athletes. They want nothing less than to be derided, to be hazed by fat people at Denny's and stuff. Now, they're not in Denny's, but they're walking by maybe. So to me... This is a perfect spot, and Pittsburgh has a tendency to be flat when they can be flat under Tomlin, because if it's a big game, they get up. They get up more than most, but they are flat more than most. Detroit best bet will have a bonus best bet in the last segment. Game I'm seeing get a lot of sh- a lot of action on both sides. The Chargers minus three hosting the Vikings. For a long time, the Chargers were overrated. AJ was leading the way. Would Thank you agree? You. I As, was. I mean, he had pom poms and the whole thing. I think you were, at one point you were one of the 50 people at the game, right? I was Went there. To, <laughs> but I think this line is saying that they are now getting reasonably rated. And remember, the O-line for the Chargers was one, of, one with drastic changes, drastic new O-linemen. And historically, those teams tend to start slower than expected, and then they come on. All right. I expect what we've seen from the Chargers. I thought that Philly win was a nice win. I think they're coming on. They're getting better. And because of that, we got a Minnesota team that is probably just kind of fatigued mentally. They've had so many close games and so many disappointments. They've got to be flat at some point. I think they might be flat here. We've got I, well, wait, wait, four more games to go, including – an earlier best bet I had. So there's going to be three best bets. First, though. Be sure to catch live editions of Straight Out of Vegas weekdays at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific. Fox Sports Radio. I'm A.J. Hoffman. He's the voice of Vegas. R.J. Bell. Okay, next up, Arizona at home, favored by 10 against Carolina. Now, Kyler Murray's status, obviously very important. Right now, officially a game-time decision. He's listed as questionable. I like... Mm, I lean to Carolina here. I don't know how the Cam Newton signing is going to affect things. One of my thoughts would be it excites the team. There's a sense of, hey, there's a, there's a pot of gold, or maybe not a pot of gold, but maybe not a pot of poo, because that's where they were headed at the end of the rainbow. Now maybe it's just there's nothing there, but at least it's not bad. <laughs> or maybe there's a little excitement, because Cam is a big locker room presence. He's a big man. He is a leader. He gets people that want to follow him. It feels like if there was going to be – it's going to be – Sam Darnold or PJ Texas Ranger Walker or 
nothing else. It's like, how do you get excited about the rest of the year? So it could make him excited here. That said, it is P.J. Walker, Texas Ranger. So to me, I can't bet Carolina, but but I can't bet Arizona. Here's why. I don't care if Murray plays. I do. But I can't bet it even if I knew he was going to play. You know why? His mobility is vital. His willingness to run is vital. When he's hurt, he doesn't run as much. And the other team knows it. And he's not near as good. We've said this all year. When he's in a pristine condition, he's one of the top quarterbacks in the NFL. When he's not, he drops as much as anyone. When you're 5'8", that tends to happen. All right, when we come back, we got to... Did you have anything on this game? I had one little go, note. Go Cam, Cam Newton participated in the team walkthrough today. And Matt Rule said, it's not very likely that Cam will be active on Sunday, but tomorrow is different, and that might change. Yeah, that's them. That is what you call red herring. <laughs> it's throwing it out there to make the other team spend three hours thinking about Cam, like little kind of running sets or something like Trey Lance would have or whatever. I doubt it, because you know why? They had to pay him a game check if they do. Fair enough. Yeah. And I'm, you know, I don't know. Actually, now that he's been traded or signed, maybe he gets the game check anyway. Hmm. But who, who cares about money, right? Oh, wait, never mind. <laughs> when we come back, speaking of money, we're going to have my second best bet. I'm going to repeat my first best bet. And I'm going to tell you about the best bet I made on Wednesday that many of you may not have heard. And an AJ best bet. That's a lot of best bets. He's RJ Bell. I'm AJ Hoffman. This is the pregame show you've always wanted right here on Fox Sports Radio. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. Jay Bell, we are straight out of Vegas. And I'm AJ Hoffman. Let's take a look at the last few games on you our NFL rundown. AJ, you think about it, this is the culmination, the last segment on Pickpalooza Friday, of hundreds of hours of work. And then if you can, you know, not just for me, but you add it up. I mean, Mackenzie put a good 15 hours in this week, I figure, right? That's something like that. You Close. Keep adding that up. It adds up. And then he had a good day today so far, though. I got it. It was funny. A couple of like bleeding hearts were like, "You were hard on Mackenzie yesterday," but then there was this real strong contingent that was saying, "Listen, there's money at stake. Yeah. If he's making mistakes, he's taking money out of my pocket." And then they asked for his home address. It was weird. <laughs> I said, "No, no. That's only if he messes up again." Yeah, that's next. But this, all the best bet. It's all the culmination of that work. All right, let's go. Green Bay Packers minus three. Hosting the Seahawks. Now, this was a game that I gave you on Wednesday, and I still like it here at three. Built into this number is the idea that Aaron Rodgers possibly doesn't play. I don't think that's very likely. Do you think it's likely, AJ? I think it's probably 60-40 he plays. So you've gone to only... I was at 70-30 before, and I'm at 60-40 And what's changed it? The fact that the number is it like I, I just well, feel that's that's not the way to think about it. OK, because if you don't trust your own judgment, then how can you ever make a bet? Because you're always by definition, when you make a bet, you're saying the number's wrong. Well, in this case, I'm letting the market tell me the likelihood of him playing because I don't but, have a good way of knowing. But how do you know what other other what other factors are involved? I do not. And if he didn't play, what would this what would the line be? I can't imagine it'd be three point Packers. No, I'm favorite. saying, what do you think it would be? Maybe a, maybe a pick them. I think it'd be more than that. I mean, 
Well, no, I I think that Seattle would be a clear favorite in that case with Russell Wilson on the road. Yeah. Okay. I mean, it's a seven point. Well, let's think. It's about an eight point swing, right? With Jordan Love. So, uh, if we think about Green Bay at home, they're probably favored by five. Yeah, I think Seattle's probably two and a half or maybe even three come game day. Okay. So. I think you're thinking about it wrong. I think what we got here is the idea that Russell Wilson's back. And what we got here is the idea that the Packers aren't as good as they are. Because for the last two years prior to this season, there was a ton of, yeah, yeah I know they're 13-3, and three, but. And you know what? In a way, that lived up to it because they got killed by San Francisco that year, right? And they got run off the field. The next year, it's like, I know they're 13-3, and three, but Tom Brady comes in and wins. But you know what? That was a coin flip game, I think it's fair to say. And you know what? Green Bay's defense is a lot better. I think Aaron Rodgers right now might be the eighth or ninth best quarterback, and that's it. But I think Green Bay's better this year than last year when Aaron Rodgers was the best quarterback. Because I think that D's just gotten a lot better. And I think we're seeing LaFleur's a good coach. There was a lot of doubts about him. And because of that, I think this line doesn't make sense. I think there's a 5% chance he doesn't play or less. And if he plays, you got to love Green Bay at three. That's why I gave it out, and I am sticking by it. Broncos minus one and a half now. Some money coming in on Philly hosting the Eagles. Now, why is this coming in? Is it anti-Denver money because of COVID? Or is it pro-Philly money because Philly's been taking money left and right? I don't know, and I'm not going to pretend I know. I'm passing. Kansas City minus two and a half at the Raiders on Sunday night. I like the Raiders here, and here's why. Kansas City is horrendous against the spread. We've, I mean, it's, it's uh, what's the updated number, McKenzie? Three 16 and one their last 20. Three winners, 16 losers, and a push. You're happy you got that push if you bet all of them. <laughs> and to me, I'm, just, I'm not waiting around for it. I like the Raiders here. And remember, Jackson's there. And when you only got to take the top off of the defense for the Raiders, you don't have to know the plays that well. Just keep running nine routes. Raiders do the best job of getting pressure with just four guys. Good news if you're playing against the Chiefs. Yep. Uh, We got my best bet coming up, and I'll do that right now. Keep it simple. And this is the game that's now my second best bet because I decided to make Detroit my bet. There's just a lot of best bets. You got to love it. (laughs) And I'm going to keep this one simple. It's Washington. And they're nine and a half. And my rationale is simple. Washington's a team that's better than their record, better than their results. We saw the Green Bay game. They played very competitively. And again, they did poorly, ultimately getting in the end zone. But here's the thing. Tampa Bay was favored by seven and a half last week, the look-ahead line. Now, Tampa Bay didn't play last week. Washington didn't play last week. No injuries really were significantly different. These are, it's the exact same matchup. It's a rare thing where you have the look-ahead line, and then nothing changes, and now it's two points higher. Those two points are gravy, as I call them. Let's take them. Second best bet, we're going with Washington. I know it's hard. Plus nine and a half. It's hard to bet against Brady. That's the point. That's why it's a good bet. But I am going to go with Detroit as my best bet. AJ, 
College football, best bet. Florida Atlantic, minus six and a half against Old Dominion. This is a buy low, sell high spot One of the big there. games of the week. One of the big, big games. <laughs> Florida Atlantic's coming off a drubbing against Marshall, but their defense actually did a good job holding down Grant Wells and company in the red zone especially. And then Old Dominion was on the right side of a, a win against Florida International, who is the worst team in Conference USA. And Florida Atlantic's an easy read. All of their losses have come against the strongest competition they faced at Florida, at Air Force, at UAB, and then last week at Marshall. Old Dominion's won two straight against the two worst teams in the conference. They're still awful. Still haven't beat a team with a pulse this week, this year, and I don't think they start this weekend. Florida Atlantic, minus six and a half, going to be my best bet. Ten seconds, you got a UFC bonus. Yeah, Ben Rothwell, minus 160 against Marcos Rogerio de Lima. You can't knock this guy out, and that's Wasn't all. Wasn't he on Laverne and Shirley? He was. Okay, he was. Okay, and uh, he's he's turned into kind of a re- smuggling res- wrestler Who type. Has? Who's uh, Delima and Ben Rothwell is not going to be out wrestled here. Ben Rothwell, lots of ways to win. Minus one sixty, co-main event. You know, you keep hearing about ESPN's ratings going down for sports. I'm worried for them that people are just saying, you know, I can skip all that and just listen to Friday straight out of Vegas and like get caught up on the whole week. But you know what? I don't care. It's a good way to do it. Yeah. All right. Who needs them? If you missed any of today's show. They don't pay me anything. Nothing. If you missed any of today's show, including. And if you missed any of it, go back and you can get a tidbit on every game. Uh, check out the podcast at foxsportsradio.com. We're going to be back on Monday, 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 o'clock Vegas time. And Monday's the flip side, right? Instead of the preview, it's when we recap every game. We are straight out of Vegas right here on Fox Sports Radio. Straight out of Vegas! Vegas! 